You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This is the Budget-Minded Traveler podcast, episode number two. Welcome to the Budget-Minded Traveler podcast, your source for the tips and tactics that will inspire and equip you to travel the world. And the best part? It won't break your bank. And now, the Budget-Minded Traveler herself and your host, Jackie LaLainen. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome to episode number two of the Budget-Minded Traveler podcast. As I mentioned in the previous session, this episode is going to be all about how you can travel if you really want to, regardless of how much money you make. And I wanted to bring the subject up early in the podcast because I think it's really important to make sure that you understand that you can travel with any income. So while future episodes are going to be about more about travel hacks, ways that you can save money while you're traveling, and of course, real interviews with inspiring travelers, um, you have to believe that you can get to that point in the first place. And I'm hoping that starting right away with this subject will help prepare you for those tips and stories because perhaps it will shed some new light on the possibility that you have in your life to make travel happen. I very much believe that people should be doing the things that they want to do in life. And I know I'm not a financial advisor and I know everyone has very different situations and different backgrounds. So I'm, I want to be very clear about this. Let this be my disclaimer. I'm not saying that what I'm covering in this podcast today is exactly the way you need to live your life and control your finances. But what I'm doing in this episode is answering a common question. And the question is, how can you afford to travel abroad so often? So I'm prefacing and disclaiming with this, that I'm the one who spends months every year traveling overseas. And I'm the one who has figured out how to make my budget work in order to do this. And many of you are the ones asking me how I do it. So this podcast episode is my answer. This is how I do it. It may not be exactly the way that you need to do it. But if you have your doubts about making travel happen with your current income, perhaps you can be inspired by the information that we're getting into today. 
I mentioned previously that my husband and I have a very low income and obviously that fluctuates from year to year depending on our situation, which seems to be ever changing. But the bottom line is that even though we made less than $25,000 combined last year, we were still able to spend about two months traveling overseas. And we have plans to spend about two months abroad this year as well. And this boggles the minds of many of my friends and acquaintances. And I've had more people come to me with the question of how we do it than any other question in the book. And the way that one of my friends put it was, every time I see your Facebook status, you're somewhere else in the world. How do you do it? Honestly, there are several ways to answer this question, and they all have to do with some sort of combination of saving money at home and figuring out the tricks to traveling cheaper abroad. There are many, many ways that we save way more than the average person at home, which allows us to have a bigger budget for travel. However, saving money is a consequence of something bigger than our budget. So the secret to how we do it The bottom line answer to this question lies in one simple word, priorities. If you've ever heard and understood the quote, where there is a will, there is a way, then you'll understand where I'm going with this. I believe that if you want something badly enough, you're going to find a way to make it happen, period. And that goes with anything. But today I'm going to apply that theory to travel. So what I'm referring to here by priorities are the big financial priorities in life. And if you're confused about what this might look like in your life, I'm going to give you an easy way to figure it out right now. Fill in the blank to this sentence to see what your financial priorities are. I am saving money to blank. For example, a lot of people are saving money to buy a house or pay off a credit card or get a new car, have a wedding or put themselves through school. The possibilities really are endless. So I'm going to start by giving an example of what my priorities list looks like. And I don't expect everyone to listen to this podcast episode and then suddenly become traveling fools. You have to figure out where travel falls on your own priorities list. But ever since I studied abroad in Costa Rica in 2003 and 4, I've been finding ways to make travel happen in my life. So for me, travel is at the top. And right up there with it is having enough money to afford everyday living essentials, as well as emergencies that might come up. And I almost feel like the essentials are given. That would be rent, groceries, gas, the 10% of our income that we give back. They're not necessarily the things we are saving our money for, but they're the things that come right off the top of our savings, which does make them a priority. So I could say it this way. When I save extra money, I save it to travel. And that means I'm not saving money to buy a house or a new car or another college degree or anything else. At this point in our life, we don't make enough money to be able to save for several things like travel and buying a house and a new car. And we have a minimum amount in our bank account that kind of raises a red flag for us if we go under it. If, if we're close to this line, and usually this does happen after a big trip, then we know we need to start saving all over again for our next trip. And really just knowing where this line exists for us enables us to continue to afford our everyday living essentials and travel. And there are other things on our list that, that don't cost as much as travel, like sports. That's a big priority for us. 
dates, going out with friends, taking road trips or going camping or even buying things for ourselves. But all these things just come somewhere lower on the list after essentials and travel, which makes our big financial priorities really clear to us. I do expect this list to change as life goes on and as our circumstances change, of course. But at the moment, that's a pretty good example of what it looks like. And your list is obviously going to be different than mine, and that's to be expected. But I hope it will at least put into perspective for you the things that are most important in your life at the moment. And if you are really interested in traveling, figure out where that lies on your priorities list. And if there's room to move it up, maybe you can move it up. And after you have an idea of what your biggest financial priorities are, your next step would be to create another list. And these lists, this list doesn't have to be like real. If it helps to write it down, then go ahead. But mine are sort of imaginary lists, I guess. Um, but make another list of the things that you actually spend your money on. And this is a really important part of the whole thing, because then if there are areas that are low or non-existent on your financial priorities list, but high on your spending list, then perhaps you can cut back on that spending and start putting that money towards travel or towards your other financial priorities. When you put your priorities into perspective this way, it very clearly shows what is most important to you. And as long as it works, you'll be telling yourself what you should be saving your money for when you're faced with financial decisions, even the small ones. In my life, since travel is at the top, it's easy for me to save most of my money in order to travel because, and and because I'm not saving for anything else at the moment, not only can I reach my goal, but I can make it happen often. This is the way my brain processes things in terms of priorities and spending. If travel is above entertainment on my priorities list, which it is, then it's an easy decision for me to decline going out to the bars and running up a big tab when I'd rather save that money to pay for lodging and food in Mexico next month. Or if I'm tempted to go shopping or I'm trying to convince myself that I need a pair of boots or something, I don't even go to a store to look. I remove myself from the situation before it even starts because I just know that shopping for clothes or shoes is unnecessary spending for me. I don't really need any of that stuff. What I really need is a plane ticket. And every time I save myself from impulse buys, I'm literally putting money towards travel. And I'm not a big shopper anyway, and and neither is my husband, so that's not that hard for us. But in 2013, I actually made a point not to go shopping or buy any new clothes for the entire year, just to be active in my non-impulse buy savings. (laughs) And not only did I do it, but it made me realize how much I already have and really just don't need to be spending on new clothes or other things. And I'm, I'm still in that mindset this year. And by the way, ladies, clothing swaps with your friends are a great way to spruce up your wardrobe without spending any money. And one thing that I do that you could try out when you're considering what goes where on your priorities list or if you happen to fall victim to impulse buys is try putting things through the needs and wants test. For example, we may really want to go out to dinner tonight if we're feeling too lazy to cook, but we have food at home and we really don't need to be spending way more than we should on dinner. We can make dinner at home for probably a fifth of the price of going out to eat. 
And on top of dinner, we would probably order wine or beer, adding another $20 or so to the tab when we could buy a six pack at the store for five bucks. We really don't need to spend all that money. Or what if there's a sidewalk sale downtown and they've got a really great deal on some sunglasses? Well, I know a good deal when I see one, but at the same time, I don't need a new pair of sunglasses just because they're on sale. Money saved is money earned every single dollar. And this is why it's all about your perspective and your priorities. Having this willpower And placing all of these things on our priorities list and cutting these corners as often as we can is literally how we can afford to travel so much. And that may sound cheap to you, but did you hear how much money we make? We have to choose to live within our means in order to make our budget work with travel. So if you looked at our financial situation in a nutshell, this is what you would see. We are lucky to have what we believe is the best deal in Bozeman as far as rent is concerned. And though we sacrifice some amenities at home, you know, like washer, dryer, fenced in yard, garage, dishwasher, etc., we save hundreds every month on what it would cost to have all of these things. We, we don't have car payments and we love our vehicles. I have a 94 Toyota truck and my husband has a 97 Subaru and they're great cars that we really appreciate owning 100%. I don't have any student loans and my husband has just a little, but that is the only thing that we have that isn't completely paid off. And we pay off our credit cards every month. And yes, we do use credit cards because we take advantage of the cash back and reward points. And that also helps our budget. And we're willing to put more time into doing something ourselves rather than paying someone else to do it. Like, for example, my husband does as much of the maintenance he can on our cars when, whenever it's possible. And that saves us a ton of money. There are so many ways to cut corners and save money, and we find them. A lot of people simply don't pay attention to money-saving opportunities. They just pass them up. We don't. Our money means travel and experiences abroad that we could never replace with things. And to us, that's the answer. So I'm not suggesting that you become a frequent traveler like I am. And that's great if that's what you want to do. And I do believe that anyone can get to that point if that's what they want. But what if you tried these things just to get one trip under your belt? What if you prioritize your spending similar to the way that I prioritize mine and start looking at it in a different perspective? A few new pairs of boots and a handful of new clothes or a plane ticket? dinner out and extra beers or whitewater rafting in Costa Rica. I don't think it matters what is on the top of your priorities list. You will get to your goal faster simply by being aware that it's there and putting your spending into perspective. I know this episode has been kind of heavy, perhaps a little challenging and hopefully enlightening. Um, You're definitely getting to see the passionate side of me with this subject But I really hope you can take something away from these suggestions of prioritizing your spending and putting your purchases into perspective. And I hope you'll be able to put that something into action so you can start to see a difference in your savings and ultimately move closer to your goal quicker. And hopefully that goal is traveling abroad. So remember, it's not about how much you make, 
but how you use what you have and live within your means. I'm going to repeat that for you. It's not about how much you make, but how you use what you have and live within your means. I think that too many people get caught up in the American dream, chasing a white picket fence and the perfect car or job. And while they're stuck with heaps of monthly payments, they're missing out on life experiences that wait for them overseas. And my guess is that if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not one of those people, but perhaps you could use some redirection or encouragement with your savings in order to reach your goals. So this is how we do it. We don't make a lot, but we use what we have wisely and we live within our means. If you want to travel the world, you will, period. If you want it badly enough, you will find a way to make it happen. And I'm going to do my best to continue giving you the tools you need to get there. So thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to spend with me on this very important subject. And I truly hope it gives you a new perspective about how you can make travel happen in your life. And I promise I won't make every episode so deep and possibly challenging. In fact, in the next episode, we're actually going to get right into the tricks of the travel trade with how to choose a destination. And if that sounds easy to you, then you might want to tune in because I'll probably throw at least one wrench in your plans. So I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks so much. big money when you start your next project today at menards check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock ready to take home today we carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest menards you can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on menards.com save